Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My name's Judy J, and this week I'm extremely excited because I am joined by the hilarious Sharon Horgan to talk about the death of Fred Osterick. Sharon, I'm so happy to have you. Can I just remind you that I'm not Sharon Horgan? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so we, you have been receiving emails. <laughs> FAO Sharon Horgan Now I've, it's possibly I'm sending them to myself, a little bit like sending yourself a Valentine's card. You know, you, you be the person that you want to be perceived as. Uh, but I'm not Sharon Horgan or Sharon Shannon or Sharon Nivioli. I'm Sharon Mannion. But you know what, Sharon? Out of all the Sharons, you're my favourite Sharon. Thank you. That and means a lot. And I'm not just saying that because you're yeah. the only one who got back to my email. Uh, well, I I'm very prompt on email replies because I just sit on that inbox. Waiting. You love your, you're mad for your inbox. Oh, and anybody wants to see it or have a look. <laughs> I've heard it's a lovely inbox. <laughs> it's very tidy. Very tidy. It's a family Some, podcast. Sometimes now, overflowing. On. Would anyway. you be on the inbox? Because my inbox is completely out of control. My, my inbox is out of control, as in like I have like, you know, 4,800 emails or whatever, but they are all read. Well, I do sometimes leave things as unread if I'm like, oh, I'll get back to that. You know what I mean? So I have yes. about 11 or 12 unread emails. And then every now and again, I go and look at them and I go, oh, the deadline for that passed six months ago. You know, it's a constant. I have um, a real, I think it's a self-sabotage thing where I get an email and I get really excited because it might be about a corporate or something. Yeah. And yeah. mentally I've already spent the money. And two weeks yeah. later I realised I never replied to the email. I yeah. only did that yesterday. Yeah. 
Funny you say about writing yourself Valentine's cards. I'm sure Fred wouldn't mind me sharing this, but he Uh-oh. only recently told me Uh-oh. that back in the day, Uh-oh. he was in the shopping centre in Navin oh, with his Fred. mother. This isn't going to end well. And LMFM were there and he okay. was in fourth class at the time. Mm-hmm. And he went up and put in a request oh. for Fred. Oh, God. Oh, that's pathetic. From Mary or whatever oh, it was. Oh, God. Even he d- oh, and he, he was went in that Jones far. with his mother when the request was oh. spread out. And he, she just looked at him like, Fred, oh, come that's, on. That's very, very sad. I know. That's very but sad. But we all did it. I remember Radio Kerry. No, we didn't. Sorry, have... Julie. Just to clarify, well, we, we did. didn't all do that. No, we did. I we remember Radio Kerry, we used to put in requests, but we used to use the initials. But did you put in, I think it's one thing to be like, oh, can you play a song for Sharon? It's another thing to be like, can you play a song for Sharon from, you know, Bernard? I know. Yeah. You know, you're, getting, you're getting into kind of Netflix documentary territory you are, there, aren't you? You know, there's definitely, there's a bang at Jeffrey Dahmer For JJ yeah. from DB. And then you'd yeah. meet him the next day and be like, what are you doing making up requests yeah. from me? And be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you remember that you was another DB the thing who's mad after me. Where you go like, uh, you know, um, Fred loves Julie and then you'd something with the letters and you'd count it up and it would turn into a percentage or something. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, it was Fred loves Julie 68% or something. <laughs> How did that <laughs> even work? work? I don't know but it was something about the letter each letter had signified a number or something so I think if it was A was one and B was two and then you would add You're them up or something. On. This is ringing a and lot And then of sometimes bells. it'd be like oh no it's only 12%. Oh no. And then sometimes it'd be like oh 99%. Oh my God. And there'd be arrows. I remember one maths class my friend doing one of those and it was the guy in, sitting in front she did a big arrow pointing and then the teacher came down he oh it, no he read it out he was like he picked up the stop. book stop <laughs> it was maybe like you know it was horrific yeah, it was but horrific. the sad truth is if you got 99% with somebody who was let's face it like a really just a really toxic suitor like mm-hmm. you were keeping that relationship going for at least five more years oh 100% because based on that math absolutely because that's the only thing we had that's to, science it's, it, it was flawless I mean I think most of those relationships worked out well I would say I also had and uh, you and Tony have been married for how long now 78% oh. of our life. <laughs> uh, we've been married for nine years just recently and you are I have to say I think you're my favorite comedy married couple thank you Julie there's not many of us yeah Yeah. no that started off as I thought that was a huge compliment and then I realized I can't name any other ones apart from yourselves I can't think of any there must be another comedy couple out there well there's Mm. Des and Hannah but they're I feel they're kind of stateside now and there's Fiona and Dwayne I know they're not married but but you know what I mean? Basically. They're basically. They bought the house. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah. So it's, it's very, it's Fiona highly competitive. And Dwayne, oh, do you know what now? I don't know, because Fiona and Dwayne are a nice married couple as so well. So you're saying I'm bumped off Oof. down the list. No, you're always going to be my number I one, I could tell Sharon. you some things about Fiona and Dwayne. I mean, they'd be made up, but I could tell you some things. <laughs> okay. If, because I get, There's I'm going to get quite competitive. To me. No, to Fiona and oh. Dwayne. For sure. <laughs> 100%. Oh, I remember when I was really hungover after my hen and I lost my cat. Okay. And Dwayne is this in a particular was no. so supportive. No, this isn't like inbox euphemism. Okay, this is just this an, an actual, actual cat. cat. Okay. But he was just so supportive and lovely, even though he couldn't do much because obviously he was Dublin based. So I'm sorry, I need some context for how Dwayne got even involved in this. I like, think he, did he share it or something? And then Fiona sent oh, me a message. Okay, okay, okay. You I, know, it was yeah. just a lot of checking in. No, that seems I lovely. And nice. I apologize retrospectively. I have no memory of you losing your cat. No, and to be 
be honest, fair, I wouldn't have cared. I mean, losing the cat was a bit of a stretch. I think I was just in the horrors and forgot, kind of forgot where I put the cat. Yeah, you know that you kind were of hung way. over. Generally. And poor old Molly, because she's deaf and blind. That's the cat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she is very small. She kind of has the body of a kitten, which does annoy me because she's like 21, 22. Okay. And, like not that what I'm resentful of Molly, yeah, but like I would be. She does. She has that kitten quality, dear. So anyway, Fiona mm. and Dwayne were very supportive. Did you find the cat? I did. I found Molly moments after doing an Instagram post about it, and then oh. forgot to take the Instagram post down, nice. but was kind of still enjoying the dopamine hits. Yeah. Just the dopamine hits yeah, yeah. and the love and people checking in and we all got of that. on. Myself and Danny got on a plane recently, and uh, just as the plane was about to take off. He started going, I've lost my phone. I've lost my phone. Oh, I've lost no. my phone. I had it when I got on. I, I heard a thud. I heard a thud on the ground of the plane. Oh, no. He had literally all rows around us were on their hands and knees. The flight attendant got on her hands and knees. Is looking this for after this. takeoff? No, just before we were just okay. going to the... Because this doesn't sound yeah, safe. No, it wasn't. And she, was, I couldn't ring it because he keeps his phone on silent the whole time. What's the point in having a phone if it's going to be on silent all the time? 15 minutes in... What does he do? Finds it in the little pouch in front. Oh, stop. I mean, I swear to God. I've never wanted to throw somebody off a plane, but I did in that moment. You know, if I was Danny in that situation, I would have taken the phone and just dropped it somewhere. Like, yeah. you don't admit it's yeah. been in the pouch the whole time. I think he just, it was too, we were all too invested, the eight people around us. Yeah. It was too, like, everybody saw him look everybody saw the moment so it wasn't even like he had to he just yeah it was that's like when you find the phone or the passport in your pocket yeah. or the ATM yeah. card you've already reported yeah missing. and the, the, the annoying thing for me is Danny has a habit of doing this so I've learned not to take him seriously and I just ignore it but this was felt quite I fell for it that's what I was so annoyed about I was like I can't believe I was on my hands and knees here 78% later l- it's gone down 62% right oh now. Mm-hmm. Poor old time, but he did mm. get the. He did find the phone, which well, is he did because he never lost it, Julie. You can't find something if you've never lost it. Although I don't know what I don't know why I've had a sudden flashback, but I remember speaking of lost ATM cards. I used to be shifting this fella in Australia, okay, who I knew from home, but was one of these people. You know, you go to Australia and you kind of momentarily lose your mind, and oh, suddenly absolutely. I had embarked on this casual relationship with this guy. He was a lovely guy, but we had absolutely nothing in common. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I kind of got in my head that I couldn't trust him. Okay. Even though I've no, I had no reason really to kind of back What, it, what it age was a feeling. I was probably early 20s. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And three or four times during our relationship, he would stay over and I would not be able to find my ATM card. And I would report my ATM card stolen. Oh my God, you started to think he had stolen it, but you still he, kept seeing him. And I would... <laughs> Wow, that's how desperate we are for relationships in our 20s. I kept shifting him, Sharon. Of course you did. Of and this was did. back in the day when, like, you reported your card stolen. You weren't mm. getting another card for six weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I used to have to Western Union it, but I kept oh, shifting yeah, him. Yeah, I, uh, we had a house party at ours once and I shifted this guy and he robbed my phone. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just remember that now. It was funny. It was actually quite in funny. Common or no, Dublin? no, in Dublin. Du- that doesn't happen in Roscommon. You're mad. No, no, Dublin in Crumlin, yeah. And he a, took your phone. He robbed my phone. Maybe he just about, really yeah. did not want you to contact him. <laughs> maybe I, maybe he was just taking it very seriously that he wanted to put his number in my phone and then it just went too far. It just got out of hand. 
yeah that's probably what it was yeah I thought we were getting on great I just I was like mm, this, oh, and yeah. also but maybe it was that me. old chestnut like you take the phone and then you have to meet the person again yeah they have I, I mean except if that was his plan I mean it, he never followed through on that so I'd like to think it was something like that that just went wrong so listen if you mm. have that Nokia 3210 please get in touch and that's been the crime land that was the crime that's we were it. talking about today thank you any, uh, any leads appreciate it Sharon I'm gonna dive right in if that's mm. okay okay so please the death do. of Fred Ostrich so Donny Ostrich was born while Berger Korschel, and by the way, P.S., my pronunciation okay. is perfect, mm-hmm. in 1880 to German immigrant parents in uh, the United States. So okay. it's unclear if she herself was born in Germany or shortly after her parents arrived in the U.S. of A. She grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. So that okay. was the kind of area she grew Midwest. up in. Midwest. Midwest. Yeah. See, my geography Sharon. is on point. Thank, Thank you. Because I did ask you to have a look at a map before and you came in. I did. Of you course I did. did. I've done a lot of prep for this. And now, so she grew up in this area and she grew up among a community of fellow German immigrants. It was a real kind of German-American community from an early age her parents had given her the nickname Dolly and the nickname had really stuck so apparently she came from a really loving family her parents were mad about her she was kind mm. of indulged to an extent this is which yeah. is reflected in the nickname Dolly yeah I mean that's a bit that's a bit of a creepy nickname to Do give you a chance so? I like I, the name no, Dolly no no I think it's it's it sounds like a plastic doll it's uh, no it's, it's a bit yeah it conjures up an image of doll that's melting in a fire or something There's ki- there know. is a whack of only child maybe yeah. after oh Ali. listen totally I'd yeah. say within five minutes of meeting her you'd be like mm. only child only child yeah, but did the sure. parents divorce because that's another one well no no, no okay. divorce right. uh, this was probably back in the time when you probably couldn't really you divorce that divorce. easily because you no. could like it was the old thing of I'd love to divorce them but I don't have a bank account exactly so we would like if we lived in that time you'd be still shifting your man in Australia and I'd be still shifting the fellow who's robbing me for <laughs> I'd have nothing left <laughs> but what an exciting life we'd have oh Bonnie and Clyde oh God. or Bonnie and just Clyde and you know at the moment the closest either of us get to Bonnie and Clyde is Danny you are Danny perpetually losing his phone. Yes. Yeah. It's, Delaying it's the flight exciting, as though. everyone's on their hands and knees. And everyone looking pitifully at me. Oh. There was there was American women behind me just like kind of going, oh, honey, men are all the same. <laughs> You're all the same. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> From an early age. So her parents had given her this nickname and she was, you know, she was a happy child. Her parents loved her and all the rest. At age 12, Donnie started work at a textile mill because like, you know, you're 12 now. Listen, and this is the way it should be. Of course. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. I was working in a chicken factory from a young age. Were you worked? Was that your first job? It wasn't my first job. No. Oh, shit. It wasn't even my first job. My first job was cleaning a guest house and I got fired on my first day because I was sweeping too slow. Okay. Oh, Sharon. I was very thorough with the sweeping. And a guest thorough. house in Roscommon. Yeah, yeah. Like the life, the life happens down and there, Julie. The tourism Julie. sector. I, well, I didn't say that now, but you know, there are, okay. you know, there are visitors. Yeah. I also worked in a chipper, uh, two pounds uh, an hour. Yeah. Used to write my hours on the back of the chip bag. That was a great job. I loved that. Free chips. Who doesn't, who doesn't like free chips? I used to work in a chipper as yeah. well. Yeah. It's good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I liked it. Didn't mind. 
tremendous. Yeah, I, I did like feel it. quite powerful when it came to, I mean, the oh. whole, the burning oil, the hot oil and the chips and the Dunkin' and the... Oh, I thought you meant at like three in the morning when like oh, people yeah. were screaming. There was people I went to school with who never spoke to me, but at three o'clock in the Suddenly morning when I was besties. in charge of handing out the cheeseburgers, they were like, Sharon, Sharon, Sharon. Oh yeah, <laughs> my fear chicken balls oh, at three in the morning. Love and a then bit when of did you work in the chicken factory? Um, that was actually when I had done the leave and, and in between going to college and we had to lie. Loads oh. of us from school went up because you could earn four pounds and four pence an hour. I still remember it, which was big money at the time. But you had to say you were going full time. If you said you were going to college, whatever, you only got the part time rate. So we all said, so I had to sit in the interview and they were like, do you really see yourself here, you know, full time? And we were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, love chickens. Love, actually hate chickens because they're all being killed. Hate chickens and really happy to work in a chicken factory. And uh, yeah, got the job. And then in sort of the last week of August, we all went, actually, it's not really working out. Um, I'm just going to hand him a just there. I just want so, you yeah. to know I didn't deceive you because this really was my mm. plan. What was my plan? What As was in, your plan? this is what you were saying to your boss and the chicken. Oh, factory. yeah, yeah, absolutely. My mother yeah. filled out the CEO form on yeah. the slide. Oh, there was no I had lying. nothing to no, do with it. It was just a complete change of heart. Direction. For a lot of us. Yeah. For about 12 people that at must the, have on been the same really, day. Did, really tough. Did that put you off eating chicken? No, everybody says that. And I loved chicken then and I <laughs> love chicken now. <laughs> no problem at all. It definitely. Uh, put me off ever wanting to go to prison because it, well not that I ever wanted it anyway but it was very like being in a prison environment there was lifers and okay like I got I, I started getting there was one day I could feel bits of chicken being flung at me and I thought I was kind of imagining it and I went to the loo and my friend was like what did you do to your one I won't name names and I was like what, what do you mean <laughs> she was like she kept firing bits of chicken at you and she was using her no, knife but... to make like threatening gestures and I was like I don't even know this girl and the only thing I could think of was that I had made eye contact with her when we had gone when I'd gone out to the loo I had just done that thing where you make eye contact and kind of nod at somebody and that was it oh, I had my wronged her in some way and when you say bits of chicken prisoner cell block H like you know. like are we talking feathers bones <laughs> no Flesh? like Flesh, yeah, because oh my, my job, gosh. I was on the line where the breast, like there was a whole operation. So the breast would come down the conveyor belt and I would have to scrape the gunk off it, basically. And so it was those bits of gunk that were being. And wow. I was like, what's that? Is there a fly or and it was bits of bits chicken? Bits of chicken gunk. Yeah. yeah, and I have no idea. As I say, I just had made eye contact with this person. That's, That's even it. worse than orange is the new black. Oh, it's I've never seen that, but because I, I can't, because I'm traumatized now. <laughs> I can't watch any prison it's basically, dramas. Basically, it's this amazing Netflix drama that's set in a chicken yeah, factory. In a chicken factory over yeah. multiple okay. seasons. Yeah, that is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, in, good you times. never once look twice on a chicken nugget. I love chicken nuggets. I okay, mad for them. I love chicken. I eat chicken twice a day if I can. Really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For breakfast, uh, lunch, well, and dinner. No, that'll be three times a day. <laughs> lunch. Well, I'm sorry. I was 78% sure that was three times a day. Lunch and dinner. Lunch and dinner. I'd have chicken all the time. Okay. I don't, I, I would, before I met Danny, I wouldn't have bought any red meat, really. Just chicken. <laughs> so, poor old Danny, scatty Danny, can never find his phone, but did get you into the red meat. Yeah, but it's not side. even that I'm into it. It's just, you know, you know, the way you have to. Compromise. 
Okay, all of this is being edited out. Marriage is all about compromise. All of this is being edited out. Comedy gold as it is, it's gone. Okay. Um, So basically, she gets the job age 12, uh, Dolly, in this textile mill. And the owner was this guy called Fred William Osterick, who was another German immigrant who had become successful and frequently hired fellow German immigrants in his factories. So he was really supportive of people who just come to the States. Dolly was, by all accounts... Just a really popular, charismatic girl. She got on really well with everyone. She quickly attracted Fred's notice. Okay. And the two married when she was 17. As Fred's wife... What Dolly, age was he now? Your man. Oh, that is a good question. So she... He would have been 15 years her senior. Yeah. So he would have been 32. She was 17. Yeah, but he was he was a bit of a catch because he owned the mill, you see. I know, but it's still a bit. And out, actually, yeah. personality wise, he was supposed to be kind of a bit of a, a bit of a cold fish. Dolly was very much like she was the people person. Okay, so she would often even resolve, say, disputes between workers in the factory and stuff. And da- uh, uh, Dolly herself was. I guess the more popular one and Fred was very much kind of standoffish, distant, yeah. like a you real boss. You need the boss. yin and yang, don't you? You, need you can't have two yang. in the couple who are like, Wah! it's too much. It's <laughs> way too much. Do you know? So Dolly was definitely the Wah! and yeah. Fred was, was just like, the, oh, yeah. here, here we go again. Yeah, shut up, Dolly. Yeah. So from yeah. the beginning of the marriage, Dolly was rumored to invite many lovers into her home. Junior oh, the right. day. We're straight in here. Straight in. Okay. While Fred worked at the mills. So in 1913, when she was 33, Dolly was introduced to Otto San... Okay, Otto San Huber, a 17-year-old sewing machine repairman who worked for her husband. She invited Otto to her home to fix her sewing machine. Oh, yeah. That Hello. old chestnut. Oh, come on now. And we know what happened. Okay, we we've all do. seen the porno. He thread the needle. He thre- Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> he thread that needle good. And the two began a really intense affair. Ooh. To avoid suspicion from the neighbours, Dolly explained that to her uh, when she was chatting to the neighbours, because obviously this fellow was going in and out. And like, there's only so many times someone can your fix sewing your machine sewing machine. can break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah I suppose if she just kept throwing it off the wall. Yeah, if yeah. you were doing some heavy threading, maybe. Yeah, but. yeah. So she explained to the neighbours that Otto was, in fact, her, quote, vagabond half-brother. So just oh. in case you're wondering about this guy okay. going in and out... He is my quote vagabond half brother, which okay. you know Ugh. I feel like more questions than answers. I know, there. and that just it's it adds a creepy element that doesn't need to be there, Dolly. Yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? No. Why couldn't he be unrelated vagabond? Well, things get weirder, Sharon. Oh, okay. Go this on. is when things get really weird. So gradually, the need to conceal the relationship from both Fred and the neighbors led to Otto moving into the Asterix attic. <sighs> Which was accessible through a panel in the ceiling of the closet of the bedroom Dolly shared with her husband. So you got to this attic by going through the closet, like real Narnia vibes. Now, did your man... Um, this was voluntary. The, oh yeah, I know that. Sure, he was having a great time. He's only 17. Sure, he's just, he's like, it's like a little summer camp for him. But the husband, what's his name again? Frederick. Fred. Does he know that your man's in the attic? No. Oh my God. I know, yes. But so- I, although when we had mice in the attic, Danny hid it from me, so... And did you not cop? They're no. little, oh God, they really creep me out. Oh, Just I their can't little stand feet. them. Yeah, yeah. Husbands? People are throwing, 
They're teeny little feet. <laughs> they're teeny little feet in their tails. Between, so people are throwing chicken kunk at you. There's mice in the yeah, attic and yeah. you're completely oblivious, Listen, Darren. it's the way, the only way I can cope with life is to pretend that this stuff doesn't bother me. No, I think maybe on some level I knew the mice were in the attic, but I have a huge fear of, well, it's not a fear, but I just, I can't, a mouse crawled up my back once, okay? What? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I said it. All right, it's out. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. And ever since then, I... Did that... Now, I'm not gaslighting you, but did that ha- definitely happen? Oh, my God, that's exactly what you're doing to me, Julie. Yes, it definitely happened. It was in my coat, and I put it on my coat. Stop! Oh, no, oh, Sharon! Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Dublin very... or Roscommon? Dublin. A Dublin this, mouse. I'm telling you, these things don't happen. A little... In his little, little Dublin, jersey. little scurrier going, ah, Stephen Cluxton. Come here, you oh. cunchy, and I got up your back. Come on. In his tiny <laughs> little jersey. yeah. yeah. Oh, ah, stop. come on. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, alive, alive. <laughs> so let me so let me just get yeah. this straight. Yeah. It was on the inside of the jacket. So my coat was this is very difficult for me to talk about, but I'm just gonna try and mentally separate myself from this memory. Okay. Your coat made of chicken feathers. No, no. It was a normal, nice warm coat. That's what the little fucker was looking for, I'd say. And uh it was hanging up and I went this was in a workplace. I was working in a call centre at the time. This is a long time ago. And I went to grab my coat and I put it on and I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, Sharon. And yeah. That oh, is re- now, that is really, really creepy. Yeah. yeah. So <sighs> look, Jesus. what we're saying oh. is there could have been worse in the attic than Otto. Yes. And what I'm saying is that uh, my spouse has also concealed something in the attic from me. So, and it could, like he told me, do you know what? He told me it was a mouse. Maybe, maybe he was having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just swallowed the line About the mice And he was up and down there Three Maybe times a day that's why he's always Losing his yeah. phone Yeah Mold, He's got a burner phone For that's the what affair it is. That's what it is I was thinking No the, wonder he was panicking On that flight Yeah The mice footsteps Were a little bit uh, Feminine and, Yes um, You thought clunky. you heard Just to let a wheel I did I heard, And this lipstick I was like Why is the mouse Wearing lipstick But oh Whatever my Danny says I believe them. Stand by your man. Well, Fred was also kind of a stand by your woman mm-hmm. kind of a, a guy. So Come you have on, a lot Fred. in common with Fred here. Mm-hmm. So Asha was moved into the attic and Asha was given. So Dolly gave him a cot, like kind of a bed, food, a lamp, books and writing materials. So like everything. You couldn't say he didn't have a good setup. Listen, you know, he had it all. All he needs there is a package of Jaffa cakes and he's good to go. Yes. So, I mean, obviously, like an attic space with a lamp is probably going to cost you at least least 2k a month now in the current climate in Dublin so like you know she did supply him with the bits and the bobs but this kind of started off I mean who know who knows what their long-term plan was but it started off and Otto would get up during the day and he would kind of do bits and bobs around the house oh yeah a bit of cleaning like bit of cleaning nice bit of housework at night then he would live in the attic he was big into reading and writing science fiction stories, which Dolly would mail to potential publishers oh for him. So like she was supportive. OK, so it was a very in some ways it was a very healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> if you could eliminate the attic. Part, well, um, <laughs> it was perfect. It was actually what we all dream about. It is a bit of a flower. Couple goals. Vibe. Yeah. Couples goals for Couples sure. Goals, yeah. Bar the fact that Otto would later describe himself as Dolly's quote sex slave and claimed they made love up to eight times a day. Okay. Which I just think is too many times. I have to stop you there because I never understand these people who say they're making love eight times a day. Mel B said it once as well in an interview and I've never forgotten it. Who has the time? Like, I'd love to know, is that 
full penetrative sex eight times a day. Is that what they mean? I don't, I mean, I presume so. Or Maybe even a couple of those. Like, I don't know. It's just a bit of a fumble in the jungle kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, surely you couldn't be to. You couldn't, you couldn't be going. Be doing you couldn't that eight be, times a yeah, day. Yeah, you couldn't. No. Be erect. No. I mean, like, you can Like, would you do it before breakfast, after breakfast, before lunch, after? Like, do you know what I mean? I know. It'd be just like, oh, sorry, I have to go and have a ride again. Like, do you know what I mean? <sighs> Exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. Or would you get all eight of them done in fairly quick succession? I think poor if, old Ted is too, and I don't even think we've had sex eight times since Ted's landed. Yes, nice, nice. That's, I mean, eight times a day. Eight times a day. I think if you're if you're married and you're hitting eight times a year, I think. Yeah, I think things are still hot fair and heavy. Oh, yeah. Well, Otto, he did say basically like that he was, he considered himself this sex safe. Now, he said all the sex was consensual, but like right. just that it was kind of, Full it was on. a lot. It, it was, was a lot. lot. Yeah. So Fred remained unaware of Otto's presence in the house, which I think, you know, any of us who are married to a straight male is completely un- unsurprising. Like, obviously, we love them very much, but observationally speaking. Well, I can't buy into well, that because I'm the one yes. that... Yeah, I, you see, I, I think the roles are a little reversed for me and Danny, yeah, I think. because yeah, Danny yeah. had the missus in the attic, etc. Well, the missus, the mouse, who The missus, the mouse, mouse whatever knows? you're having yeah. yourself. Yeah. So in 1918, Fred announces that he wants to move to LA. Oh. So obviously this is an issue because Danny has Otto in the attic. So Danny agrees to move on the condition that she could choose their new home. Okay. Deliberately picking a house with an attic, which apparently at the time was a rarity okay. in LA. Uh-huh. Um, so she picked the house and then Otto actually moved ahead of them. Okay. So he was already installed in the, the LA attic. attic. Love it. Prior to their arrival, where once Dolly and Fred landed in LA, their affair just resumed. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. I like, mean, there's a lot of organization here as well. There is. And like normally the attic is where you just, you move in everything and then you just throw everything else in the attic. So yeah. I'm kind of, it's it's actually a good um, system to get somebody up there in the attic <laughs> initially and sort out the attic, get in a styra and then... <laughs> the styra? What do we do before the styra? I don't know. My God. Oh, like, yeah, I remember the attic in my parents' house, you have to walk on the beams like it's like... It's oh, like it was an very precarious. Yeah, yeah. It was real crystal male. Yeah. Situ- crystal male. Crystal male. Crystal male oh. situation. That's the patriarchy making you say that. Well, yes. So I know what you mean. Definitely, like, this was not, this was a pre styra situation. Yes. So it's all quite impressive yeah. in terms of what they're, I guess they're really maximizing the use of the attic. Dermot Bannon would go wild for this. Dermot Great would be use of space. ejaculating all over the place. <laughs> With okay. this, this, this right. is like serious beams. Okay. I think with eight times a day, we've enough ejaculating. Time, on all even you saying that's in sentence, I'm exhausted. Like, is there anything else you would do eight times a day? Like, you don't even eat. Eight you wouldn't times even a have day. a cup of tea eight no, times a day. And I love tea. I love tea. You wouldn't have time. You wouldn't. You know, you wouldn't make a phone call it. You'd times have a day. the dishwasher. Like you'd be you'd, you'd be at it and you'd be thinking, I need to load the dishwasher. Yeah. You'd be at it again. You'd be thinking, I need to now unload the dishwasher. Yeah. It must be very quick. Ah, uh, yeah. It must be, be very well, quick. He was a younger man. Yes. As well. So they yeah. tend to be a little... Not that we're, you know, making assumptions here about But we Austin, are. Except but we, we are. We're absolutely we are. making assumptions And it's assumptions totally here. fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the 22nd of August, 1922. So this is four years after they've moved to LA. Okay. After overhearing a loud argument between Fred and Dolly and believing Dolly to be in danger, oh. Otto emerged from the attic and got two... 
pistols from the bedroom, kind of, you know, the chest of drawers I beside do. the bed. Yeah, where we all keep our pistols. Where we all keep our guns. Yeah. So in the ensuing struggle, Otto shot Fred three times, killing him. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. All of this obviously has come to head quite suddenly and quite violently. Yes. So Dolly and Otto are obviously in a bit of a panic. They hastily staged the scene to make it look like a... <gasps> Suicide? No. Oh. Accident? Oh. Um... Um, mm, robbery. Oh, an L robbery. Yeah. 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 So like, they, I couldn't think of anything else. I'd be useless in this situation. Oh no, useless listen. with the dead. Do you ever have that dream where you um, wake up thinking you've killed someone? <coughs> Is that no? Oh yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> would you really? Would you? And I have it a lot. a lot. I have it a recurring would dream. Would yeah. it be somebody like say like? Is it the it's same person? It's always you. It's always, it's always you. me. No, it's not. The person is never clear. It's just that I have uh, killed someone and I'm burying the body and stuff. And it's like it's more like it's less the specifics and more the feeling of oh my god, I can't believe I've done that. Do you think is you that know? because you are hiding a big secret and it comes out in your subconscious that you've well, killed someone? But what is the big secret? I mean, I I just like to clarify you've that you've had Danny's phone this whole time. No. And he's looking for it. Um, maybe. I mean, if may, that does sound like a plausible um, thing, but I don't know what the secret could be. And I'm I'm reasonably. I mean, there is that moment when I wake up for about a half a minute where I go, like I haven't killed anybody, have I? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, that hasn't happened, has it? And then I'm like, no, of course, of course not. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, you know I mean? and you're just fully convinced when you wake up. Oh yeah, like it's more like it's more that thing of like, um, yeah, it's like I've hidden the body, and then uh, I wake up and I've kind of gotten away with it in inverted commas. You know what I mean? But, but it's you're, a horrible you're feeling. With this kind of constant anxiety, and yes. when am I going to be found out? Et yes. Yeah. Now yeah. all of this happens for about twenty or thirty seconds. Then when I wake up, and it's and not then. so. It's never. I think I probably have dreamt about killing certain people. Yeah, it's less about the it's less about, it's less the, about the violent person you're act. Killing. I just it's want to make that clear. With the guilt it's more about I think it's definitely a guilt dream of some, but I don't know what I'm guilty about because I'm chicken factory could be could be making eye contact with that person <laughs> that time. Could well, be. I was just thinking about all the chickens coming home oh, to roost, yeah. maybe in your oh dreams. Oh my god, they're the bodies that I have killed. There you go. Yeah. So wow. Dolly and Asho stage this burglary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dolly then, so she. She gives Otto all the cash and jewellery that she had in the bedroom. And she also gives Otto Fred's diamond watch. Otto then... Now, I'm not quite sure the thinking process behind this, Mm -hmm. but Otto then locked Dolly in a closet. Okay. Was this a bit of a payback for the attic? No, No. This apparently was part of a plan to make it look like they had been... So Dolly had been ambushed in this robbery and that the robbers had locked her in the closet. And then he got rid of the key before returning to the attic with the money, the watch, Fred's watch, and the two guns. Did they have sex eight times that day? Well, I mean, eight times. Yeah. I'd say they probably, something happened. Surely not. I'm sure before she was locked in the I bet you they were like, oh, I've only got six times done today, but I'm going to have to put you in the closet, Dolly. I think it's (laughs) done. Yeah, sorry now. Oh, we'll have a quick go in the closet. Okay, we're up to seven. I okay. think I think it's time for a bit of relationship counselling when I you're only so. having sex six I times so. a Something day. Something has started to wane. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and physically and emotionally. So the mad thing about this is the cops then arrived. Mm-hmm. So basically, 
obviously the neighbours had heard the gunshots. So uh-huh. they alerted the police. The police came. They find Dolly in the closet. Uh-huh. Fred is dead. Now, they think, Dolly, they feel there's more to the story. Okay. But ultimately, their thinking is, how could she have killed him and then locked herself yes. in the closet? They don't know about the attic. So they're thinking, look, we're not fully buying what this woman uh-huh. is selling, but ultimately we have no evidence to pin uh-huh. this on her. Fred is dead, but like she's telling us this is a robbery and they just didn't have enough evidence. So what's really mad is after the murder, Otto continued to live in the attic for another eight years. Okay, 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 okay. So now okay. this relationship has shifted. Why didn't he come down from the attic? Yeah, because I just feel at this point now, like whatever about what Dolly was telling him before Fred is now dead yeah so he did still pop down but he was still residing more more comfortable in the attic attic. so at that stage the attic was kind of his domain so he would come down obviously Dolly and himself would thread the needle and three then or he four would go times. back up to the attic. They do it three or four times up there. Because as well. he says, was at this stage, it had gone on for years, so he was probably conditioned that that was felt like his safe space in the attic. Yeah, but yeah. still, a lot of questions. It's very strange. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you could, I suppose, given the choice, if you could, like, if you could move Fred to the attic of your house, he'd love it. What I mean, and I like imagine the space you'd have. Yeah, you no, know, he will be very I would happy up there. Then. I feel. Would he? Yeah. I think I might float at him this just evening. Just give actually. it a. You just see. Like if I, if I think if I could move down into the attic and have the rest of the house to myself. Oh, I think that'd be great. Like when I had COVID and I was, I, I am um, isolated in the room, and first I was like, oh my god, you know, I'm isolating away from the kids and blah blah. It's the best week of my life. Yeah. Well, I was raging because when I got COVID and Fred was testing negative, mm. and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll have to yeah. live in the West Wing yeah. for the rest of the week." And then he tested positive, and I was like, "Ah, oh, uh, yeah." You see, that's what happened. Couldn't to us. you just yeah. let me have COVID? Yeah, let me have my thing. They're always trying to steal, clip our wings. Yeah, they just don't have their no. own identity. Well, I I was the this only one the positive, problem. so I was in the in the room for a week. And even on the last night, Danny was like, "Sure, maybe you could come down." But I don't want to risk it. That's exactly what I was like. It's all better. about health and safety. I'm so like it was I couldn't go near the kids. It was brilliant. Eva uh, wet herself one day. Couldn't do anything. Danny, Danny, can you come up here? The child has wet herself. I can't touch her. I go back to bed. <laughs> can I get oh. another coffee while you're coming up? Eva's going to love that when we play it for her. Yeah, her she, loves that. Ah, she loves that. She loves uh, that. So she's still in the attic. The only notable change in the relationship was that Otto was permitted a typewriter because obviously there was no longer anyone to hear it. By this time, Dolly was also carrying on an affair with her lawyer. Ah, come on. Herman Dolly. Shapiro, whom she had hired after being suspected for Fred's murder, but obviously they couldn't pin it on her. In 1930, Herman became suspicious after Dolly gave him the diamond watch, which she had years earlier reported stolen by the burglars. So Herman had Fred. no idea. No idea. Oh. So he came and he was her defense lawyer. Mm. And then like years later, she gives him a watch and he's like, I'm fairly sure that's the watch, Ooh. the diamond watch that your husband supposedly had stolen. Um, she stated that she'd found the watch in the front yard and that the thieves must have dropped it during their escape. Good woman, Dolly. But Otto and Herman weren't Dolly's only part- partners. She also had another partner called Roy Clum. Ah, oh, come on. Who soon discovered that she was having an affair with Herman, her lawyer. Mm-hmm. He went to the police and informed 
Martin that that Dolly had given him a gun shortly after the murder, a pistol, and asked him to dispose of it. Ah. A neighbour also told police that Dolly had given him yet another gun. So, like, the moral of the story is, like, if you're going to, you know... Yeah, pick pick somebody. Like, if you're going to put your eggs in a basket, pick a basket. One Stop putting neighbor. all the eggs in all the baskets. Yeah, like, you can't crack. be giving guns to everyone. No, so. no, 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 no. I've <laughs> learned that the hard way. <laughs> the mean streets of Roscommon. I'm telling you, you yeah. have to... If you want to survive in Castlery, you have to... There's a gun code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the neighbour also told police that Danny had given him this gun and asked him to dispose of it because it too closely resembled the gun that killed her husband and she, quote, did not want to get into trouble, which seems logical. Yeah, yeah. The neighbour buried the gun under a rosebush in his garden. As you do. Police, which sounds like a real, uh, it sounds like a country song. I want to bury, bury my gun in the rose bush. Yeah. Uh, police were able to recover the guns from both locations. Although badly decayed, both pistols were determined to be of the same caliber that killed Fred. Dolly was arrested under suspicion of murder. While in jail, Dolly confessed to Herman that her, quote, vagabond half-brother brother, had been living in the attic of her home and requested he check on his well-being. Oh. Upon knocking on the trap door leading to the attic, he was greeted by a thin, pale, but apparently, like, good-humoured Otto, who explained his real relationship with Dolly and eventually confessed to his role in the murder. So, sorry, sorry, There's sorry. a lot there in that sentence. I mean... Could Otto not get out of the attic himself? Well, I. It, but from what it sounds like to me, it sounds like she was keeping him in there during okay. the day. So it did sound like kind of an abusive situation yeah, whereby, this, I this mean, I can remove everything. kind of. Yeah, I this think has you been can, going on. Yeah, I think we can. I think the, the veil has dropped uh, from Dolly and any perception we had of her being okay. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I thought he had his own way of getting out, but he had to wait <laughs> for her. Why would he go back in? This is so disturbing. This is I really know, disturbing. It's yeah. so bad. I suppose we all do things in relationships. You know, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And yeah. we all do things. We all put up with things that maybe we wouldn't. I know, but know even I mean? by my standards, even I'd be asking a few questions. I would be starting stage. to go, can I please get out of the attic? <laughs> Just for a bit of fresh air. I love what we have. Yeah, this is great. I don't want to rock the boat. And I'm loving this. And you're so kind and generous. But if you wouldn't mind, I'm just, I'm gasping here. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to lose what we have. Yeah. But I don't I'd like anything, yeah. even just a bit of garden I don't want to lose time. our friendship. I don't want to... I'd hate to ruin our friendship. It's not you, it's me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Otto, poor old Otto was arrested and tried for manslaughter, which... I don't know, like he's been through enough. I think Otto should, yeah. Come on. Where's Dolly again? She's, oh, she's inside. Dolly is sitting there also charged with obviously the death of Fred. But so Otto was charged with manslaughter and obviously the media get really excited by this whole thing that he's been living in the attic and they dub him quite cruelly the Batman. The Batman? You know, Bath's attic. attic. Yeah. 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 So Otto was convicted of manslaughter, but later released because the statute of limitations has expired, which I'm totally on a. I haven't listened to a word you said there because I'm just thinking of better names. Like Batman. I think he got Christmas decoration box man, he should be, or something. Water tank man. Batman. I don't. Baby clothes man. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I'm never going to use again, man. But like, to be honest, the Batman, like, if you had to have a nickname, 
Yeah, but it, I think it gives a, it gives him an air of coolness that <laughs> he does not have based on this story. Like he can't even, he doesn't even have the power to get out of the attic. Just because Asha was into science fiction, let's not just, let's not just assume that he wasn't cool. Julie, he wasn't able to get out of the attic. Like, he doesn't have the power of Batman. He's Robin at best. Oh, stop. He was a bit of a Robin, I suppose. Yeah. Well, listen. Anyway, the sorry, carry on. Is, which makes me, like, I know he did kill a man, but it yeah. does make me quite happy that he changed his name to Walter Klein. Okay. And moved to Canada where he met another woman. He married this woman and eventually relocated back to LA and lived there the remainder of his life in obscurity. So he did have kind of a happy ending. We don't know, though, if he was in the attic. <laughs> like, we have no evidence. I don't, I don't know how much time he was spending in his own attic. Of his own free will. But at the same time, at least he moved on and was to in a different another relationship. Attic. Because I yeah. do think if I had spent a lot of time in one woman's attic I don't know would I be embarking on another relationship anytime soon it's hard to know because there's a lot of things about Otto that don't make sense for me um his nickname would be right up there um so I'm not really sure how I feel about Otto I'm happy that he found happiness but I I I'm concerned that he spent a lot of time in that attic also and that he (laughs) quite possibly lived in the attic there as well that's what I think happened well yeah I mean you it know? could have been just a case from one attic to another I He's, think so yeah you're hopping from one I don't attic think to you another just, I don't think you just you know shake that off I think that was it, just you a know, phase yeah I think oh can't believe I was my attic in phase. the attic yeah I think that's like you know well Donnie then Donnie meanwhile mm. unbelievably her trial ended in a hung jury with most of the jurors leaning towards acquittal wow and in 1936, the indictment against her was finally dropped. So in other words, she left court a completely free woman and remained in L.A. until her death in 1961, where she died at the age of 80. And that, Sharon oh. Mannion, is the story of the very funny, strange, bizarre, anomalous story of the death of Fred Ostrich. Wow. Okay. Do we know if Dolly married again? Dolly did not marry again. No. No, but apparently, you know, she did have other partners after the fact and stuff, but she never married again. Yeah. Should we, did anybody check in the attic? <laughs> <laughs> because I'd want to have a look in there. There could be a husband in there somewhere. I'd say yeah. there's something up there. Um, it's a bit of a mad story, isn't it, Sharon? It is a bit mad, but you know, who hasn't been there? We've all gone through an attic phase. We've all had different living situations. Uh, there is a property crisis, as you said. Listen, any one of us could be in the attic. Well, this Sharon, listen, if you're not in the attic, where can we find you? Uh, I'm in the Comedy Cellar at the International every Wednesday. So that's probably the best place to find me every Wednesday at eight o'clock. You also had an amazing show at Dublin Fringe, The Mothership. I did. Bright Club presents are you The be Mothership. Putting, are you going to be putting it on anywhere we else? We are going to be touring it next year. So are watch you? this space. 2023? 2023. Fantastic. Boom. And I do have to say, went to the show. I was part of the show yes. for Dublin Fringe. And it's honestly the funniest show I've seen in a long, long time. Thank you, Julie. Absolutely brilliant. So you're going to be announcing dates and stuff. Yeah, soon. probably uh, after Christmas, I'd say, before we're making our announcements. Okay, yeah. after Christmas, once you've got the lights back up in the attic. Once we put everything away and make sure that there's no uh, humans up there. Sharon, you've been an absolute pleasure as ever. Thanks so much Thank for coming you, in. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.